0: just want to let the music keep playing. Unfortunately, the Bucks do stop here with a Game 7 loss at TD, Boston, Garden, whatever they call it. Apparently, it's really a hockey arena, which makes the floor a little treacherous after a Game 7 hockey game the night before. But the Bucks' season is over as they fall in Game 7. Took a three-two lead with their win in Game Five, and then lost Game Six at home, and Game Seven yesterday to the Boston Celtics. We had so many more conversations scheduled with our Bucks buddy. I don't know when we're going to talk to him again. I'm sure Tausch will have another day off where he'll have to come in as our cousin sub of the day. Cousin subs, we'll yeah, later this better. week. Yep, there you go. Yep. It is our friend Justin Garcia. Justin, good
1: morning. How you doing, bud? Oh. Uh, I was trying to cue up the uh, the sound of silence to have the Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend just as I came on, but uh, look, this one's different than the bubble against the Heat and even the Raptors in 2019. I saw people debating last night, like, how much does this sting? It stings anytime you don't get to advance and have the chance to play for a championship, but... Without Chris Middleton, you knew this was going to be incredibly hard and an uphill task. And I think we saw as this series went on. Look, the Celtics were the better team without Middleton, and the fact that the Bucks even got to a Game Seven when, as this series went on, they were clearly undermanned and not the better team when they weren't full strength. That to itself is, is a testament to just the fight in this team to defend the championship.
0: Never underestimate the heart of a champion, someone once told me. Uh, I believe that was... I, I, I found out recently that uh, that was Rudy Tomjanovich who said it before Tausch, which was a little surprising. Yeah, he did. Uh, in like 1994. <laughs> Big ups <to> Rudy. <laughs> uh, so they had a lot of heart. What they did not have was a lot of scoring or accurate three-point right. shooting. Uh, Justin, I know Tausch has a bevy of questions for you, but I, I do want to start there, that when you needed other pieces, and I we talked about it on Friday when you foolishly wore Kelly Green clothing, okay. even though it wasn't uh, well, Celtics on, green.
2: No, the Bucks have we- green, too, just for the... Thank you, thank you,
1: Couch. And this not loss is on one yeah. not that green. Not that green. This loss is on one person, and he's behind the glass producing your show right now. Yeah.
0: Yes. It's true. Josh, Joshua,
2: that's not true.
0: You could try and tell. I heard you as you called Justin Garcia. I heard you call him a bozo. Yeah, you're the bozo, bozo.
2: <laughs> I can't believe you guys are superstition guys.
1: What did I do to affect the game? Did now, I make Grayson Allen miss I'm a i I'm not getting
2: it. I don't think Jay Gar is really that thinking it was you. I, I can't speak for Jay Gar in Jay- that regard. Jay Gar. Yeah, I saw you guys. Tw- I saw you on the text chain. I like Jagar. I think that's a fun nickname. I'm going Jagar uh, until he tells me not to. But Jagar, w- when you look at this series, Grayson Allen stunk. There's no other way to put it. He stunk. He he didn't bring what we when we brought him in shooting the threes. Now was that more Boston defending that way, or was that just the fact there was no other options? And I wanted. You know, these guys gave me a hard time, but I heard Mike Budenhoser say the wall, you hit the wall, Chris Middleton was Ronald Reagan tearing down that wall, and we never saw Chris Middleton get in to do it, and Boston's defense had answers for all of the adjustments. Is there anything that you, as watching this team every game, Anything you wish you would have seen the Bucks try to do differently strategically? Or was this just a matter, we were, act, we were just outmanned?
1: Um, well, I think a large part of it is, is the latter. They were just outmanned. And I think what we saw, and look, we learned this last year, the, the small minority out there that still doesn't think Chris Middleton is all that good. You saw how he closed out the Heat in Game 1. He hit the game-winning shot against the Nets in Game 7 of the second round. He had a 20-point quarter to help you close out the Hawks without Giannis. He had a 40-point game in the finals. He's good. And I think what we saw here is he's kind of the hairpin for this team in that you know, look at the backcourt. And I know people were calling for Javon Carter to play. Javon Carter, do you trust him defensively more than Grayson Allen? Absolutely. Javon Carter's not going to give you offense. And it was tough to play him. Because of the size of the Celtics, and without Chris Middleton, think about what the Bucks' personnel looks like. They got a big backcourt with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. It's six five, six seven on Chris. When he goes down, and it's Grayson Allen, that changes things quite a bit. Grayson Allen is best served as a scorer off the bench, and the Celtics are able to target him defensively. So that was one knock. You can keep him out there and live with the defensive knocks if he's going to knock down shots. But one, we saw him lose confidence as the series went on to the point that it it was below zero by the end of Game 7. And I think this was just a terrible matchup for Grayson Allen. I mean, the Celtics are a terrible matchup for a lot of teams, defensively. But they just have so much versatility on the wing and a lot of length that it's really tough for Grayson Allen to get off any clean shots. I mean... Think about how many times during the regular season we saw Grayson Allen able to attack the paint and finish at the rim. He wasn't really able to do it. The the opportunities he got in this series, we saw him probably because of the confidence being shattered, missed some of those shots in Game 7. But he wasn't able to take a lot of them because of how the Celtics were defending him. So I think you saw just Chris Middleton going down. It absolutely changed everything for this team because even the minutes of Grayson Allen, you could have picked your spots for him. George Hill's another one that's been the whipping boy of Bucks Twitter. You could have picked your spots with him a lot more, but Chris Middleton being down and not playing 42 minutes a game in this series meant you had to get those minutes elsewhere, and that was going to be Grayson Allen and George Hill.
2: Yeah, just not enough from the others, as Shaq and some other people put it. Uh, What did you make of, we played Coach Bud's, Emotional presser when he was talking about how much he loves and respects this team. What did you make of that? Because to me, I think as a former player, you love hearing that because it just feels how invested everybody is in what it what what it takes to finish a season off, and just the disappointment when you don't quite get it done.
1: Yeah, I wasn't surprised. I mean, we heard the same thing from him uh, two years ago in the bubble when they went out against the Miami Heat that. It's a really, really close group. Obviously, Bud and his staff, but how much the players bought in from day one, and you know, Giannis has a great close relationship with Bud. All of these guys do, and and Drew Holiday has talked about how much Bud changed things for him too. And when he arrived here, uh, PJ Tucker talked about this too, that you know it's frustrating at first when you come in and you want to play every single game, but you see the way that this staff and Bud specifically takes care of the players' bodies that. It's, it's definitely a two-way street that, that Bud loves these guys and vice versa. So I wasn't surprised that that was his emotion. You knew, you knew as soon as the game ended we were going to get two things from Bud. Wasn't going to take any questions before he said credit to the Boston Celtics. And you knew he was going to praise his players for the way that they played throughout this series. And that's my biggest takeaway, too, is, you know, the Bucs realistically were outplayed in five of these seven games this series. And whether or not that's because the Celtics or because of the injury, I think that's a large part of it. Maybe the Celtics are a better team even with Chris Middleton, but they outplayed the Bucks for the majority of this series. And they could make a strong case. They should have won this series in five games. So mm-hmm. for the Bucs to extend this to seven without their second best player maybe their best half court scorer and a guy that here that historically has feasted on the Celtics, they still took it to seven. And, and when you got to, to Sunday, I'm sure most Bucks fans weren't super confident. But you never know what's going to happen in the game seven. What the Celtics did, you can see the inverse. Look at what the Phoenix Suns did. You know, you could come out and be ice cold and if you have a guy like Giannis, that means you have a chance. We saw that for the first twenty four minutes of the game. But to me, there was really two things that, that separated here. The Celtics won the minutes early in the game that Jason Tatum was out. And I think it was only two that he missed in the first half, but they were plus six in those two minutes, which you cannot have happen if you're the Bucks. And the way they closed the final minute of the first, second, and third quarters, it was a disaster for the Bucs. You were up by 10 late in the first. You go into the second up by six. You were up. In uh, late in the second quarter, and then again had a chance to tie or take the lead. You go into halftime down five. Same thing happened in the third quarter where the Celtics were plus ten at closing out the quarters. You needed to get every advantage you could get, and slowly but surely, those just started to chip away as the game progressed.
2: All right. So, Jagar, what did you? You know, there's also the talk of PJ Tucker. He's playing and we all know what he meant to that championship team, but how much did they miss him in this series?
1: I see I don't know that we do all know because I saw this very early in the playoffs. And granted it's Twitter, but I saw this, this narrative very early of Wes Matthews, he's an upgrade to PJ Tucker, or he's basically another PJ Tucker and what he's getting. And this is by no means to take away from what Wes Matthews has done. He has exceeded expectations. He has been tremendous for this team. Wesley Matthews is not PJ Tucker. And that's the point I was trying to get through to everyone from day one of the playoffs. Like, yes, this is working against the Boston or against the Bulls. This will not hold up against the Celtics. PJ Tucker allowed you to play differently. He allowed you to play Giannis at the five. And and people pointed out too well, well Wes is a better shooter than PJ Tucker. I'm sorry, but they're basically the same shooter. I mean, when you look at numbers, uh, Wes was 18-45 of 45 on threes in the playoffs this year. P.J. Tucker went 19-59. of 59. So by percentage, greater percentage, sure. Basically the same amount of shots he makes that they took in the postseason. Same by offensively. P.J. Tucker allows you to switch everything. If we go back to the midpoint of this series, where do the Bucks have success? When they switch on everything. It's really do that. With the personnel they have this year and the difference in this series was the final four games when robert williams was unavailable it changed how the celtics played it meant more Derek white they played smaller they stressed the perimeter on the bucks and that perimeter was very thin to begin with but look with a guy like pj tucker you could match the celtics playing small and just say even without chris Giannis is are five pj tucker's out there wes is out there Drew Holiday's out there, pack Connaughton's out there, and we can switch on everything, that would have matched. Now, you still have issues offensively, but that would have matched everything the Celtics were doing on their offense, and that would have taken away some of those clean looks they were getting on three. So, look, P.J. Tucker is not the reason they lost this series, but we all knew when P.J. Tucker left for Miami, this has the chance to be a pretty gaping hole in the postseason, and I think that's what it proved to be. mm Jagar Bozo,
0: you got a couple more minutes for us. Can we come back with you? Because I had a question about Giannis and about where this team goes from here. You got some more time for us?
1: Oh, how can I say no to that?
0: more more with our bucks buddy justin garcia straight ahead stick her up you're listening to wilde and tausch on 94.5 espn missed any of the show find us on wisconsin on demand wherever you get your podcast it's free it's everywhere and it's for you Bozo the Bucks, buddy. Are you guys... I didn't realize you guys were close enough you could get a bozo, but apparently you're a bozo. (laughs) I thought that was just Ashton Rotman. Uh, Justin, what did we find out about Giannis during this series that we didn't know or should have known and didn't realize... Because I heard him talking after the game about how everything was heavy, right? And he was exhausted. But he really did, at least from where I was sitting, will a team that without its number two scorer, uh, as you kind of pointed out, probably had no business being in seven games after playing the entire series without him. What Was there anything that you learned different about him that you did not know before or that we should know that we didn't realize before?
1: I don't think so. I mean, we knew about the the competitiveness that he has, and I mean, just more after games too. Of some of the, you think about some of the quotes he had last year in the playoff run about your pride and your legacy, and looking forward versus looking ahead and staying in the moment. And in this playoffs too, it was after the the game four loss that uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to go home and watch the film on this. I'm going to go home and just decompress and. There's a time for basketball. There's a time for not basketball. And emotions are for movies, not for sports, is what he said. So hearing that, uh, hearing him talk after the game as well, seeing the way that he embraced the Celtics after this game. Look, there's a lot of this series. There's a lot of this playoff run, for that matter, that you kind of had the feeling before this series started, and you, you were hoping you were wrong. But a lot of this Celtics team reminded me of the Bucks from a year ago, where – they swept a the team that a lot of people said, hang on, are you sure you want to play this team in the first round? Swept them. Then you come in with this test, beat the Bucks in seven games, just as the Bucs beat the Nets in seven games last year. And they did so by winning the final two games after falling down three games to two in a tough loss in game five. For the Bucks, it was the Jeff Green game. For the Celtics, it was a game that they gave away. And just the ability, again, defensively to switch everything I know fans are frustrated, and I know it's easy to poke fun up at the Celtics for flopping. They certainly do a lot of it for a team that's good defensively and doesn't need to. But this is a really good, really, really tough Celtics team. You have to give them credit there. And seeing Giannis's embrace with Jason Tatum and Al Horford and those guys, the way that Kevin Durant did with him, telling him go win a championship. But the thing that stood out most is we've talked about it on the show before. For whatever reason, it seems like Giannis, doesn't get quite as much respect from his peers as guys like LeBron James do. And after the game last night, none of that. It was the Celtics saying, this guy's incredible. Al Horford telling him after the game, I want you to know you're the best and you made me better having to go against you and defend you for seven games. Jalen Brown on the podium saying Giannis is the best player on the planet. He made all of us better and really showed us how much we have to work. To advance in the playoffs that's what sticks with me for this again the way he played and just carried that team with him uh it, it's it's remarkable to see what he did in this series against a really really good boston celtics team and you just wish he could have had someone alongside him because of the numbers he put up first player in playoff history to put together the individual numbers he did in this seven game series and he almost bookended
0: it with two triple doubles. All right, Jagar. Before we let you go, you heard Tausha's thoughts on Grayson Allen, who we already didn't like. We know that fair, uh, from his fair. time at Duke, but his his criticism was accurate. So where do we go from here? Because as you mentioned, Twitter is Twitter, but there are plenty of folks that were expressing their frustration there, as they often do, and suggesting how major changes were in order. What do you think needs to happen, and what do you think is most likely to happen as we move forward? Because no team is ever the same. But when I do look at some of their options, and this is what happens when you do what they did to bring in Drew Holiday, etc., cetera, uh, some of them were not... Ideal options. What do they need to do moving forward to get back to the finals?
1: Um, well, look. I think you you bank on health, and if you have those three guys together, you're a really good team. Now, you do have to add the surrounding pieces around them, and that's where it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I think the the issue the Bucks have is the thing they clearly need the most is wing depth, and the thing twenty nine other teams in the league need the most is wing depth. They do not have any financial flexibility here. So you signed Grayson Allen to a two-year extension for, I believe, $19 million over those two years. It's a movable contract, sure. Uh, The only ones you would look at and say these are movable contracts are Grayson Allen, George Hill has one year left at $4 million. And then Brooke Lopez is on an expiring deal as well with 13, the issue being... We saw the importance that Brooke Lopez has on this team. And I do realize you got to start the plan for life after Brooke Lopez. But this team's window, you would think, is still open. And he's an incredibly valuable piece to that. So they don't really have a whole lot they can do in terms of moving guys with those contracts that they have because of the way it's structured. It's max contracts with Giannis and Chris and Drew. And then it's a lot of those deals that we talked about, like Grayson Allen's $9 million, George Hill's $4 million. It's a lot of lower-level deals that they have. And, and, oh, by the way, Bobby Portis and Pat Coddleton can both opt out and become free agents. So I would expect the Bucks to retain both of those guys, but that just means your tax bill is going up quite a bit, and they've already uh, started the repeater tax moving forward. So they're going to be paying even more on this roster for the next few years. It makes the 24th pick in this draft very important. They do have their first rounder this year, but after this, it's basically gone either to the Pelicans or part of a pick swap with the Pelicans through 2027. So you either got to hit it on this first round pick or that's got to be part of a trade where it's negotiated after the fact. The Bucks can't move that pick. They could draft somebody and then trade that player, but you got to get some value with that first round pick this year.
0: Justin, it's been great having your insight all off season or all season long going into the off season. Uh I will we'll keep you abreast of Tausha's schedule for when you'll be on the cousin sub rotation once again. <laughs> but we really do appreciate keep all your insights, open.
1: man. <laughs> See you later, guys.
0: That is Justin Garcia who, like Jalen Brown and other set of Giannis, making them better makes us better when it comes to talking about the Bucks. We will kick off the 11 o'clock hour, and we will do so in two minutes. It's Will D. and Tausch.